I don't know if, if, if you've ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse. It's worth it if you haven't. It was once in seminary. Towards the end of, our, of my six years in seminary, my classmates and I all went out uh, to this one, Fogo de, Fogo de Chao, if you've been to it. There's one in D.C. And there's got to be like a certain wisdom about eating at a Brazilian steakhouse. Because um, the way it works is you go, you're sitting there at the table, so it's, it's you know, one, one price for everybody. And the way to just bring, about, bring around cuts of meat would you like some of this? Would you like some of that? Some of this? And it's, it's, it's a whole like smorgasbord. Just different kinds of meat. It's wonderful. <clears throat> if you like meat. I do. The challenge though, and the wisdom that you have to have, is that they give you like a couple of minutes before they start bringing out the meat. And they give you a couple of minutes, it's going to tempt you. I mean, let's be honest, the meat is the most expensive thing on the menu, right? <clears throat> and so, if they can get away with it, they want you to fill up on something else. So, they have a salad bar, right? And if you're, there, if, you're, if you're going to this place to eat meat, salad bar is not very tempting, generally speaking. Unless it's a really good salad bar. And it always is, if you end up at Fogadé Chow. It's a really good salad bar. So that's the wisdom that you have to have. You have to know that going in. Because if you're not careful, you're going to fill up on salad. And by the time the meat comes around, well, you can eat a lot less, or maybe very little. And of course, if you're going into a Brazilian steakhouse, that would be very, very unfortunate. So what's the lesson? What's the wisdom? Don't fill up on the salad, right? Or, if you prefer, don't eat the salad at all. Like, you've like fasted for the entire day, starved yourself all day, because you want to have a really good meal of meat. Okay, fine. I think there's some pretty obvious connections to the Eucharist that we're talking about today. You know, we fast for an hour before receiving communion. You know, we prepare ourselves, not just our bodies, but really we prepare our hearts to be able to receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And there's so many other things out there that tend to draw us, tempt us, shall we, speak, shall we say, away from whatever it is our Lord wants to give us, and rather, who He is, because that's what He gives us. He gives us totally and completely Himself. And so what are the other things that I tend to fill up on? Maybe they're not like inherently bad thing. Maybe it's not like, you know, wanton sinfulness or whatever. Maybe it's just, I'd like to be a little more comfortable today. Maybe it's just, I'd like to, I don't know, do all the kinds of work on Sunday that I probably should be doing during the rest of the week. Maybe it is sinfulness. Maybe we do give in to things like jealousy and envy or covetousness and greed. Um, or lust, or just plain old gluttony, even pride, all the capital sins, right, that we tend to fill our hearts with because, let's be honest, they kind of feel good. That's why I'm going to go have a really good salad bar, because it tastes good. That's why they dish it up the way that they do, and they make it so attractive for us. 
precisely so that we don't get to the really good stuff. And of course, that's the way the evil one works, is that he spices up, so to speak, all these other temptations in life precisely so that I don't have room anymore for the really good stuff, for the gift of finest wheat, for the bread from heaven, for the body and blood, soul and divinity of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If we notice in our own hearts, even like now in this moment, the way that I'm either anticipating or maybe not anticipating so much reception of my Lord in Holy Communion. Oftentimes there's an indication that maybe there's some kind of an obstacle. Maybe I've filled up on salad and don't even know it. Maybe something's getting in the way. And so today is just an opportunity to, to refocus again and to place in the forefront of our minds the infinite goodness that is God himself. And to be encouraged and challenged, we know that our Lord brings the Israelites through the desert for 40 years. In other words, he strips away all of the things, all of the salad that they were eating. He says, don't eat the salad. And the way I'm going to get you to not eat the salad is I'm going to take it away from you. Wouldn't that be easy, right? There's no salad bar at all. All there is is meat. You've got to like, hold out and wait for it. He says, on that journey, that 40 years in the desert, journeying to the promised land, he brings the Israelites through some difficult times. And that's in order to turn their hearts to rely more fully and completely on him. And Lord doesn't do that. It doesn't do that to us because he hates us. It doesn't do that to us because he wants us to suffer. He wants to make our lives difficult. He doesn't want us to be happy. But it's always because there's something more, something better. He does that because he wants to be united to us. And he knows that in the depths of our heart, we desire to be united to him. We tend to think that they're fasting or giving up the things that I tend to fall into, the sinful things that we tend to fall into. That it's going to be like a really difficult, challenging kind of a thing. And okay, there's a difficulty to it, so far as letting go of things that we've relied on and filled ourselves with is difficult. It's hard to wait the extra five minutes to get that meat instead of eating the salad. Okay. But our Lord offers that to us because he, de- he desires to be united to us. So, what's the image of... I mean, parents and kids do this, right? I love you so much, I can eat you up. Right? Even just parents and kids playing together. You know, eating up and down the arm or whatever. Like you, see, you see parents doing this. And you see families relating to each other in that kind of a way. It's joyful. It's a fun kind of a thing. And there's a, it's an expression of love that parents have for their children. And expresses the reality of the union, even we can say, that's, that's already there. This is one, one important way, I think, to approach that, to approach the Blessed Sacrament for us. There's another way as well, because we know that all the good things of the world that God gives us are not inherently evil. God's created the world good. So there was a comedian um, a while back, he's passed away uh, now, and was John Panette, talked a lot about food. So back to the salad image. He said, salad? Who wants salad? Salad is just a promissory note that food is on the way. 
right? It's just a precursor to stuff that I'm really actually waiting for. Well, let's be honest. All of the good things that God gives us in this world, all the wonderful things that God gives us in this world, they're not meant, like I said, just to be taken away from us. They're meant to be images, even signposts along the way, that point to the infinite goodness that is God himself. And so it's always a continual question we have to ask. Am I seeking, in my relationship with God, just all of his gifts? Or am I seeking the giver, the one who gives all of the gifts? Because if the gifts are that good, how much better is the giver? So Victoria Lucky today gets to receive Jesus in Holy Communion for the very first time. You've been waiting for a long time for this. I know that because your first communion was supposed to be like two months ago. And what happened? Well, you know what happened. Here we are in quarantine. We're sort of breaking out of that now. And Jesus said to Victoria, he said, I'm going to ask you to wait just a little bit longer. It's not because I don't love you. What's the reason? It's because he said, I want you to be so excited about this day that you can't wait to receive it. That's what happens, isn't it? Imagine if you're going to Disneyland. As the day gets closer and closer and closer, you get more and more and more and more excited. And that's what was happening two months ago as we got ready for First Communion. And then God said, let's wait a couple months more. And that was hard, wasn't it, at the beginning? You were like, I want to have my First Communion today. But all that did was it gave you a chance, didn't it, to say every single day, I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive Jesus. And I know you guys watch Mass online a few times over the last couple of months. And normally at the end of Mass that we're, that we're live streaming, we offer that spiritual, spiritual, spiritual communion. Sorry, I can't, can't speak today. We offer that spiritual communion. I wish my Lord to receive you with the purity, humility, and devotion with which your most holy mother received you with the spirit and the fervor of the saints. See, that's the desire he wanted to increase. Because if Jesus made you wait an extra two months, can you imagine how long he's been waiting for you right there in the tabernacle? 2,000 years! It's been a whole 2,000 years since Jesus began giving himself to us in Holy Communion. And during that entire 2,000 years, he's been thinking not just about me or you, but about each one of us, including you, Victoria. That is so cool that Jesus was so excited to be able to receive you. He was willing to wait that long just to be with you. See, this is the love that God has for each of us. It's a privilege that each of us who is able to serve here on the altar is able to enter into something that, what a deep and profound and beautiful mystery. Again, a hint, a foretaste of things to, things to come, a taste of heaven, as the church will say. Our Lord says, my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Stay with us, Lord. Stay with us, Lord, is the prayer that we make. It's a prayer of the, of the disciples on the road to Emmaus. It should be the prayer of each of us 
after we receive Holy Communion. Stay with us. I don't want to have to wait a whole week. I don't want to have to wait a whole two months. I don't want to have to wait a whole lifetime or even 2,000 years. I want to receive my Lord. I wish my Lord to receive you with the purity, humility, and devotion with which your most holy mother received you and with the spirit and the fervor of the saints.